Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. Have you ever been to Rainforest Cafe? Yeah. I love when the, when the gorillas go and they go. They're like, thanks, I'm just trying to eat a sandwich right now. I don't know. I don't know why you got to shake a trees. When I was in, when I was in second grade, I had a friend who was like, have you ever been to Outback Steakhouse? And I was like, no. Oh. And she goes, she goes, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> they. It's crazy. She man. told me I was seven. She told me that they only gave you this much water at Outback Steakhouse because they were like, it's like being in the Outback. <laughs> and I believed that. I would love if they did that. I believed it. I was like, I was like, whoa. And every seven seconds, they come and throw sand in you. <laughs> and there's like, scorpion, 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 scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't know where the scorpions are, but, but there's, they're here. there's seven in the restaurant. And you come in there like, welcome to Outback Steakhouse. We lost our spiders. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say lost. We have misplaced our spiders. Don't worry, the doors have all been locked, though, so they're still here. You find them in your food. Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders, and I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and I am chunk. You almost said hung, didn't you? I almost said Doge. <laughs> Doge, and I am Doge. <laughs> Oh, I wish that you had now. I'm David. I'm 12% of a hunk. Let's go. Hey, it's better than 11%. Oh, you're so sweet. That's what I do. <laughs> well, this week we're talking about Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> don't, drink, <laughs> don't drink coffee in the intro. Sorry, sorry. you went real ready, fast. Man. And uh, we have a lot to talk about for this movie, so oh, let's jump do. right into our synopsis. Tossing it on over to Doge. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so our movie opens on Earth where shortly after his mother dies, a young boy named Peter Quill is abducted by aliens. Queter Pill. Queter Pill. That's great. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, Queter, let's go. <laughs> yeah, t- tell us about Queter. <laughs> Oh, that got me. Uh, a young boy named Peter Quill is abducted by aliens. We flash forward to him 
uh, Indiana Jones style, stealing a relic from like a temple on a planet. He's legendary outlaw Star Lord. Who? Exactly. Um, so <laughs> turns out that the orb that he's stealing, uh, Thanos has commissioned Ronan the Accuser, a uh, Kree uh, extremist, really, uh, to steal that for him. Thanos kind of used the same business model that he did with Loki in the Avengers because apparently Thanos sucks at learning from his past mistakes. <laughs> um, so he has tasked Ronan with retrieving that. Ronan has instead tasked Gamora, a daughter of Thanos, with retrieving that. Basically, everybody's after this orb. Um, And so the movie plays out where Gamora and Star-Lord and a couple of other outlaws, Rocket, Raccoon, Groot, the big tree, and Drax, the destroyer. Uh, That's his name, right? Drax, Mm. am I just making that up? No, it's It's a real thing. Uh, Drax, the destroyer. (laughs) They say it once, actually, in the movie, too. Do they really? They all team up um, to essentially keep the orb safe and deliver it to somebody who's going to pay 4 billion units for it. Yep. So when they deliver it to this mysterious buyer, they find out it's an infinity stone. Mm. They decide it's too powerful. They're not going to do it. Ronan uh, attacks the planet and steals the infinity stone from them, uses it to superpower his big old hammer. Um, then they, uh, Ronan takes the fight to Xandar. The Kree uh, and the people of Xandar have just signed a peace treaty, and Ronan is not about that because, like I said, he's an extremist, kind of a terrorist almost. Yeah. So he goes to destroy Xandar. The Guardians show up to save Xandar and retrieve the Power Stone and defeat Ronan. Uh, and they do it. They do it. Do it. They do it. And they guard the whole entire galaxy. So let's talk, talk about it. About, about this, this show. 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 Two-hour show. <laughs> uh, I want to talk before we even get to the movie. Okay. Do you remember when they announced that they were going to yep. do Guardians yep. of the Galaxy? And you were like, what? Yep. I remember telling people this is going to be Marvel's first flop. Yep. I said the exact same thing. Did you really? I was like, this is, they just, it's too far. Up in, for me, it was up until the first trailer. Once I saw the first trailer, I was yeah. like, this is going to crush. But yeah. Well, once once I heard that Chris Pratt was going to lead it, I was like, ooh. I was confused about it. Game. I was very confused because I only knew him as chubby Chris. Yeah, he was yeah. just Andy from Parks and Rec and the mean roommate from Wanted. Yeah, but he was in, oh, I uh, forgot. He's he was in, in that. that, he was a sniper or a, a, a Navy SEAL or Marine in, Zero Dark Thirty, and right. he got big for that. So I was like, I think he can he do can it. Get big, yeah. Um, but I remember telling people they were like, "What's Guardians of the Galaxy?" And I was like, "Okay, you're not going to believe this: a raccoon with yeah. double pistols yeah. and a freaking tree as a character." Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Marvel. You couldn't have done any other. You couldn't have done a, a Spider-Man. You couldn't have done. Yeah, I remember having Spider-Man. that conversation with people. Yeah. Yeah. Percent. Yeah. I think you and I even talked about just like. What the heck? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we all talked yeah. about it. It that, reminds yeah. me of when they announced Inhumans, and you're like, what? Yeah. And Except that one, that that did flop. Was a flop. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they created it. They did it. Like, yeah. What yeah. the Good heck? grief they did it. This, to me, was when Marvel solidified, I trust you. Yeah, we, we can, can do, do anything. You can yep. do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, and they kind of followed the model that we've been, we've mentioned a couple of times on the show of like taking a character that people aren't super familiar with and just using really just the character's name and power set yeah. and making them their own to thing for the movies. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, And they did that with Guardians. So we opened with the scene on the mom, uh, with his mom. Yeah. You are introduced to Peter who has compassion. She says, why, why have you been fighting? He says they were, they were like stepping they on. They smushed a frog. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. With a care. stick. Yeah. Goes out and he's get he's taken by Yondu. Stop, we've brushed too quickly past how mean his grandpa is. Yeah, his grandpa is pretty mean. His mom is dying and his grandpa's like, stay in the hallway. You can't be in here being sad about stuff. And he's like, get that stupid headset off. 
Like, are you to kidding be fair, me? To be fair, like, I feel like grandpa's probably pretty scared. That's his daughter dying. I completely so. agree, but I feel like you need to have some, like, yes, it's your daughter, but, like, this kid has never known a life without this woman. And he's so young. He's yeah. not had a couple You can't just be like, stand in the hallway. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. And that part to me, it's not that I have a story problem with it. It's just like, don't be mean. <laughs> grandpa's, so, if, there's so one thing, if there's one thing you need to know about our show is that we all agree grandpas should be nice. Grandpas should be nice. <laughs> and that's our official stance. Then not I'm not going to apologize. We're for not it. afraid to take that stance. <laughs> <laughs> Email us. Do it. I dare you. you. I think grandpas should be nice, and I'm tired of being silent. I don't care who knows. <laughs> it's time to step out. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> uh, from there we go. The uh, grand pollution. 26 years later, I think. Sure. Yeah, 26 we'll on that. the dot. <laughs> and, I think uh, that sounds right. We're in a we're in a planet called Morag. Yeah. And here's a here's a dump I have because I found out later um, that Morag was completely underwater, and this was like the first time in thousands of years that the water was draining, so the planet was actually livable. That's why it was so easy to find the Infinity Stone there. My interpretation what? was that the Infinity Stone is what destroyed the planet. Uh, James Gunn talked about the fact that the the planet was completely flooded and no one's been able to go there, and that was the one time that it was drained. That's strange. No, that, but he little, showed no. There's no way because he, he showed a civilization. I yeah, know. and then the planet flooded, and that civilization was wiped out. Yeah. What David was saying. Yeah. See, even a mention of that, oh. it would have been. I, I thought Chris Pratt should have said something or had a conversation where they're like he goes to the planet and he's like, I've never seen this planet. It's been flooded for a thousand years or something because yeah. to me, it was really confusing to be like, he just walked in and got, got the, why was zone. it there? Like, that yeah. was pretty easy. My interpretation. And maybe it's not my interpretation was that that was the planet that, uh, the collector showed being the destroyed. Yeah. It. That's a, that's a, that's I mean, a good, it looks like, like the same civilization. Valid interpretation. J- I know James Gunn talked about the flooding. Planet. Interesting. So that that was confusing to me because yeah. it was just like he just walked in and grabbed an infinity stone. Well, he didn't just no walk one. in; he had to jump over a cavern and slap <laughs> a like little lizard thing. Yeah. But so I, I want to talk about the opening title sequence. Oh my goodness! It's so good because the opening title sequence of this movie, when he walks in, takes the mask off, hits play on the Walkman, and then he's dancing while Guardians of the Galaxy is just enormous above enormous. his head. Enormous, and he- <laughs> that might be the fastest I have ever known I was going to love a movie. Well, yeah. and into. To set that scene up, it was like, like very dramatic. Yeah. You're like Indiana Jones and meets Star Wars. Does the doom, 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 doom. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> I know. It, it was, it, I, I like to com- like compare it to the opening of La La Land where they open with this gigantic musical. Yeah. And he said he did that yeah. to let them know. This is the movie that you're in. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't like this, you can go ahead and leave because here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. That's yeah, what Guardians yeah. did. The opening scene, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Are, are your hips not jiggling? Then you yeah. need to get out of this theater because it's going to be the whole movie. Yep. I and it really it. was. Like, Guardians 1 might be the most tonally consistent movie in the entire and MCU. And I'm amazed that it works. Yeah. Dude, like, hey, me too. How, how, did, yeah. how did James Gunn and his creative team come up with that? You know what I mean? Because it's so out of left field, but it works yeah. so well. But I think, I think what it is, because the structure of the movie essentially Essentially is Star Wars episode four. Yeah. Um, like almost to the T and that's been done over and over again. I think, I think the big thing is 
they took a formula that we've seen before and just said, let's just put put a, a, a little seasoning on it. Let's just put a little seasoning on it and see what you know happens. What? Drench that mug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, let's put a little seasoning on it. And James Gunn said, no, no, no. <laughs> Dump the whole bottle. And I don't know how it worked. It's I like agree. The, it's like the fry the fry salt at Muya. We're just like, try, I'll try a little bit of that. Wow, no, that's I'll really good. Now I'm going to put Can all of it. Take the cap off. Yeah. 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 And, but it would have been really easy to oversaturate this movie with goofiness. And, yeah. and eventually I think this movie actually kind of cursed the MCU for a short period of time with thinking every movie needed to be laugh out loud, hysterical. Yep. Yeah. But ultimately this movie as a, like, as it stood where it was and just as it is alone, yeah. like it, it works. This is the first MCU movie that could basically be categorized as a comedy. Yeah. I was thinking that when I watched it, like totally an action comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that was the, from, from the beginning depiction. Yeah. Yeah. Of their minds. I completely they, agree. They said it was comedy. So that's great. Um, we meet Ronan the Accuser, who is having a conversation with Thanos. I love. Dude, Ronan is great. Dude, Lee Pace is the actor that plays him. He's and so good. He is incredible. Are you serious right now? He's terrifying. Like, Lee Pace is great, but Ronan? Oh, I loved Ronan. Yeah, I think he was great. Y'all, the villains in this movie are my super dump. Really? Ronan and Gamora are my super dump. Wow. You mean Nebula? Nebula, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my super really? dump. They are so flat. Can you talk about They're it? They're so yeah, tell one us about note. It. Yes, I, I, I agree. And I think that was, again, they do every movie trope in history yeah, and kind of laugh at it, yeah. do it differently. And I think that was a movie trope of just like really one-dimensional villain who just wants to destroy a universe. Cool, let's do it. Well, there's there's just like, this movie is so fun to me. Like it's, it's one of my favorite MCU movies, one of my favorite movies, but yeah. like, it holds together in spite of itself because there's really, really a very weak conflict lock. Yeah. Like between the guardians as a team and between Ronan and between Thanos, like you have the MacGuffin, you have the, like somebody wants this and somebody else wants it and they can't both have it. And they're but all like, being selfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a, it's a boring and uninter- uninteresting conflict. Like when we get to guardians two, we have a much better conflict lock. Well, I think it's, I think it's because a big part of this movie is that they're kind of their own enemy as a group as well. Yeah. Like they can't get along. And so, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. It didn't bother me as much, but yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I don't think we needed Ronan. See, I thought Ronan was awesome Neb- or Nebula. Ne- I think Nebula is awesome too. I think if you, if you're going to have that scene in the middle where we present Thanos as the driving force of antagonism, yeah, then he needs to be the driving force of antagonism for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Well, I, I, I looked at Thanos's cameo cause that's really what it is. Yeah. He's, he's, you're kind of introducing him. You know, he's coming back later. You know, he's been pulling strings, but a dump for me and I'll, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> My super dump was for me. I, I lost all respect for Thanos kind of like, I didn't find him very intimidating, I didn't find. I, I, I didn't. You tell me that him. a little pee didn't come out when he said that he will bathe the starways in his blood. That was an awesome <laughs> line, but I totally agree. Like he just he was underwhelming. He to sits me. on his chair and sends out generals to do. Like he basically has one business plan, and it's find a super powered individual with a, or like a strong guy with a grudge against a people. Send him to do it. And give him yeah. an infinity yeah. stone and send him to retrieve an infinity stone. And I thought they could have had a really cool scene where Ronan is like, "But now that I have the infinity stone, why do I need you?" And he was like don't insult me boy. And then he like shuts him off. I thought Thanos should have gotten out of his chair and been like, no. And like, you well, see like 
freaking him go ham. I think Thanos' presence in this movie is cool, but we don't need it. And there's a reason. He's the emperor. If you watch the original trilogy of Star Wars, you don't see the emperor until the last one. Mm. Like we don't see the emperor until Return of the Jedi because the second that he's on screen and we say this is the real villain, Darth Vader is not the real villain anymore. Mm, And Darth Vader doesn't matter. And Darth Vader is just a servant. Yeah, you know what I mean? Good. And it, it weakens his power yeah. as an antagonist. Yeah, that's good. I hear that. It, I guess it didn't bother me because that's been shown up to that point to be Thanos's MO. So it wasn't out of left field for me to be like, Oh, he's just going to do nothing. But we didn't I hear see it, Thanos in Avengers. Yeah, no, you're right. Until the very, very, like we got saw his face at the very end, but right. you just saw the chair facing the way. What's, 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 uh, what's the, homie's name? What's his, what's his helper's name again? The other. So he's dead. Yeah. He's yeah. Dead he gets dead. his sure. neck snap. Next snap. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. That's Which I, I was yeah. fine with that. I thought that was kind of cool. We're Ronan. Ronan killed him again, but again, he kind of defies Thanos and Thanos is just Thanos like, is just like, please don't. Mm. So, so before we hit a few more story beats, I actually have a question. Yep. It's the Chitari again, right? It's not. Okay. These are but, Sicarians, but they look very similar to the Chitari. I was, I actually Googled that after I finished their the movie. ships in technology looks just like the Chitari. So they have this. I was reading like, there was some crazy theory that I found online. Sicar. Sicarian. From, from Sicar. Yeah. Where does that come back? I mean, they've mentioned Sakarians. Isn't that isn't Ragnarok. that where isn't that where Jeff Goldblum lives in Ragnarok? Is mm-hmm. Sakar? I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a Ragnarok. But those Ragnarok people are not in it. Teaser. Are you sure they're Sakarians? They are. They are. They most are, definitely yeah. Sakarians. So weird. The, the theory that I read I online is that too. like that's Thanos' mo once he conquers a planet. Like he takes the dead they're or the survivors and like implants them robotically and makes them a hive mind and controls them like he did with the Jatari. Interesting. That's why they all look kind of like dead and pale skin and like visible skulls. Yeah. But that seems reaching to me. Yeah. Reaching to justify just a similar character design. Yeah. Right? Cause to me, I was like, are these just undead? I thought they were undead Chitari. I, just, I thought he had resurrected dead Chitari. I felt like they just needed bad bodies, like bad yeah, dead bodies. They did. Yeah. Well, cause he calls them, what did he call their ships? Like necro somethings? Yeah. Necromancers. <laughs> no. Similar, but necro no. something. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to clear that up. Cause I really thought they were Chitari and uh, I'm going to dump on that similarity. Not a yeah, fan yeah, of that. Yeah. No. Let's um, talk about Xandar. Uh, when everybody's, please, when everybody's Xandar. on Xandar, um, yep. this is right after the temple sequence. This is when uh, the team minus Drax kind of all meet each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so David, walk us through that. Well, they uh, you meet, uh, well, you don't meet Chris Pratt, but Chris Pratt, uh, Star-Lord, Peter Quill. Queter Pill. Queter Pill. Queter Pill goes to sell the orb <laughs> mm-hmm. when the guy who's buying realizes Ronan's involved. He's like, I He's want out. a part of this. Yeah. So he goes outside. Dump on that guy really quick. He's wearing yeah. a tie like a really like earth looking tie. So, and it's like either his civilization has just been watching earth and been like, mm, I approve of those fashion decisions or convergent style evolution is confirmed in this universe. Mm. Dweeb. Interesting dump. I just thought it was weird. Like I saw <laughs> him and I was like, wait, he's wearing a tie. Yeah. Yeah. You can't keep the earth out of the, uh, out of the equation on this one. Yeah. But, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but Peter Quill comes out. Uh, he's like, man, that guy, didn't buy for me. I hate it. And Gamora kicks in the stomach, takes the orb. Big fight scene. Gruton uh, and Rocket are trying to find people with their some sort of technology that says that Peter Quill has a bounty put on by the Ravengers. So they're trying to get Peter. Uh, Gamora's trying to get the orb and Peter's trying to get the orb and stay alive. Yep. And they all kind of are fighting each other. Great scene. Really, really great. Really fun sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, then they get arrested. And I want to pause a minute here. So the first several times that I watched this movie, I had a big problem with the fact that Peter speaking English, listening to music that is in English is also speaking with these other aliens from all over the universe and they're understanding him and they're understanding this music and it's English. 
in the scene when they get arrested, their kind of rap sheet comes up on that screen and like it's their x-ray shows that Peter has a universal translator implanted that Yondu like put in his neck whenever he abducted him as a kid. Hmm. And apparently those are very common in the entire galaxy, except for earth. I was reading like comments from James Gunn. That's why spoilers for infinity war. There's not going to be a language barrier between the guardians and the Avengers. Dude, so James Gunn thinks I'm going to go ahead and hit this then because my super pump for this movie is just James Gunn's ingenuity. Yeah. The use of powers. Like we see powers unlike any powers that we've seen before in this movie. Yeah. We yeah. see, we see Star Lord take something similar to the propulsors used by uh, Iron Man and he flies, but he does it in such a different way. You know, we see somebody with super strength like Drax, but who is agile, not like the Hulk, but like, yeah, is, is more of a brawler than Cap such is. a distinct visual language. Yes. We yeah. see Groot. I mean, Groot's unlike anything we've seen, but I specifically want to point out Yondu and his little stick. Yeah. It's the coolest yeah, thing arrow. in the world. The but then on top of that, we've got all the technology that he put in and the costume design, the world building, things like that translator. And just honestly, like genuinely my super pump for this movie is just like the, the brain and like passion put into building this world. Well, and he talks about um, building historical documents and knowing the entire civilization of these yellow people yeah. that you see yeah. popping up everywhere. Yeah. And like the we pink have people. to bring yeah. reality to them, yeah. uh, to this world, or else it's going to seem fake. Yeah, he says every alien race has a backstory that we don't even hear, but all the actors had them so that yeah. they would know how to behave on screen. That's so it. cool. And he says that that brings life, which I agree, that brings life to the screen because you don't see a bunch of different looking things behaving the same. Yeah. Oh, man. And that will never come back. Yeah. Like, it's really frustrating when you see something crazy and you're like, wait, what, what was that? And they're yeah. like, oh, we just, it's colorful. And yeah. Like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I will. I'm going to, it's not my super pump, but I'm going to agree. With you. I'm going to pump on that. The pump like that. the cosmic side of the MCU, like the space stuff. we got a little bit of it in the dark world, but really primarily it lives in guardians and guardians two and Ragnarok, Ragnarok yeah. is so distinct. Like oh my it's, gosh, I it's love space it. and it's science fiction-y and it's space opera, yeah. but it's not star Wars and it's not star Trek. And it's not dystopian. It's yeah. like, its own thing. It's so weird. It's yeah. it feels very like Jack Kirby. Yeah. Like it's really classically it's Marvel. Well, well done. I think. Yeah. yeah. From there, they all get uh, taken by the Nova Corps. Yep. And get sent. Gosh, to pump on the Nova Corps. Pump Nova on the Nova Corps. Corps pump on John C. Riley. Pump on Glenn yeah. Close. Like, yeah. I love all of it. They get arrested and they get sent to a prison, and that's where you see the rap sheets. You they kind of all dive into their characters. Mm. Um, that and was you have, such a great way to intro these characters. I want to Loved pump it. on the entirety of their time in the kiln. Yeah, yeah. it is so sick, dude. There yeah. are some of the best scenes and dialogue and funny moments in, in that scene when they're in prison, you have, you know, they built, first of all, you know, they built most of that. Yeah. Like that, like that's like a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. With, with multiple, yeah. multiple, multiple heights. levels of like iron and stuff. They built that. That's so cool. I know. But, uh, I want to just soup nuts. I always say, say super and I can't, I want to really pump ultra <laughs> ultra pump <laughs> on, uh, Gamora or we're introduced to Drax. And Drax wants to kill Gamora because, and I believe I'm, I can get the comics and movies confused. Uh, did Thanos kill his family or did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, Ronan didn't. Well, Ronan, Ronan did. Ronan, Ronan killed Drax's family on Thanos's, on order. Thanos's orders. Okay. We're here. I got to do it. Yeah. Dave Bautista is my super pump in this wow. movie. Yeah. Wow. He is so good. In he's this. great. He's his so timing good. is phenomenal. Yeah. He's like, watching this. I would not guess that he, I mean, he's a wrestler. So like maybe he's an actor, but yeah. like, 
not not like a movie actor yeah. would never have known the minute, he, the minute he found out he was casted he went and took, took more classes. acting classes he's so he was good. like i don't want to mess this up he's so funny he's, so funny. he's hilarious his i agree with you his timing like yeah the for me the best joke that he does in the whole movie the two best jokes are both would be dead without his timing. Yeah. His, his nothing goes over my head. I would catch it is so funny my to me. Reflexes are too fast. Yeah. And I then catch it. The end when he's talking about his friends, he says, you, Peter Quiller, my friend, you, whatever my friend, this is you green whore. You're my friend. <laughs> and then she says, stop. And then he blows up Ronan. He says, nobody talks to my friends like that. <laughs> yep. It's, it's perfect. It's yeah. so well done. And it would be trash without his timing. Yeah. Well, and I, I love just that touch of, he doesn't understand figurative language. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very literal extremely literal Every, yeah, everything's literal and so what is, my, what's the finger to the th- that, that's, my, that's my favorite yeah. one where he yeah. comes and he goes no no think about it you'll use her and then she'll take you to Thanos and you can why Why would I put my finger on his throat <laughs> that, is he oh, Christian Bale's Batman that means yeah. that means where's Rachel slit his throat I would behead her yeah it's so good <laughs> and then he goes to the guy like you've heard you've seen this right you know what no. this is yeah <laughs> Well, and it's, it's those little jokes like that, you know, oh, that's my favorite knife or like, I love that knife, whatever, like yeah. it's stuff like that, that makes it feel like the other characters have something to do in this yeah. movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have that, 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 but, but whole... I do want to say but without brushing over it. Cause I completely, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's so great. good. I had my mind pretty made up that the soundtrack was going to be my super pump until I watched this again. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I mean, the soundtrack oh is God. definitely the soundtrack an enormous, is so good. enormous Dave pump. Is good. Soundtrack's a pump. Are you talking but about Tyler Bates or are you talking about the both, use of both, both. Yeah, together? The both. Tyler, Tyler, let's do it. I love the Guardians theme that he wrote, yeah. but I also love like every song in it is so perfect. It's not, it's what Suicide Squad tried to be. Yeah. Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad thought that they was. were being Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and they were like, oh, check it out. We put like Bohemian Rhapsody in our movie. It's, and Guardians was just like, no. The, the music works here. We have a reason for this music yeah. being here. They're, that's yep. so true. They brought they brought a actual reason yeah. for him listening to these seven yeah. songs. Yeah. Um, from there, you also have uh, the game plan to break out of prison. So good. Which is great. And I love when Rocket's like, we need that battery, but make sure we get the battery last. And Groot's walking over. It. <laughs> so good. It off the wall. He's like, or we can get it first. All right, L- go, go, L- go. Well, and, and so that brings me to something else that I love about this movie. Like, Anytime where everybody's in a room planning, it's so exciting. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I don't know if it's fast camera movements from person to person. I don't know if it's music or what, but every time they yeah. are scheming to do anything, I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I get well, so pumped about it. It's, the cast all has really great chemistry with yeah, each other, true. which is, I mean, it's great for a pretty amazing feat for five people to have amazing chemistry yeah. in a movie. Two of them aren't even real. Yeah. Like, and the guy, so the guy yeah. that plays uh, Rat Rocket, the CGI suit for Rocket, not Bradley Cooper, but the guy in the suit is yeah. James Gunn's brother. Yeah. And it's the guy that plays the Ravager that's always with Yondu. Yeah, yeah. Yondu's got to teach stuff. Uh-huh. Yep. That's yeah. him. That's oh, yeah. Rocket. Yeah. And you, you can see him and he, he, he gets on all yeah, fours. Dude. And he's like, this here's our booty. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so good. And Bradley Cooper, love his voice. Doesn't even he, sound like him. It doesn't, Bradley Cooper disappears. I don't He's a raccoon. No, but you're totally right. He doesn't. It's not if Bradley I didn't Cooper. Know, nope, I would never, never guess. Never guess in a million years. No, nope. and he based it off of uh, Danny DeVito's uh, <laughs> role in a uh, mob movie. Uh, mob movie. Oh, uh, uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Except for Danny DeVito's not in Goodfellas. Do you mean Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Joe Pesci in in Goodfellas. I can hear it too. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. Um, Vin Diesel also as Groot. Kind of disappears. Hey, so, and Joe well, Pesci, good for you. Joe Pesci. And good. So I actually want to talk real quick about Rocket while we're on the subject. Yeah, um, uh, I'd already started talking about Groot. So let's, oh. let's all, let's, everybody, take your podcast, rewind it to when Jordan's comment made sense. What did you say about Groot? 
Vin Diesel disappears. Cool. So yeah. speaking of Rocket, <laughs> um, it's like Vin Diesel in that mob movie. <laughs> I want to pump on Rocket and his character design. Yeah. Um, I watched a cool behind the scenes thing where they talked about apparently raccoons don't have like rib cages or something. I don't really fully understand Wait, what? it. So a raccoon <laughs> could not stand up and walk upright, even if it had like the capability to. So when they show the metal in his back, what they have done is spread and lifted his chest wow. so that he can walk upright like a human. And that's wow. the experiment that they did on him. Let's say it. James gun thinks of everything he's incredible man and like he showed designs he was like we met with a real like raccoon specialist who was like (laughs) we met with a raccoon they did there's videos (laughs) of them hanging out with this raccoon like could you no there's no way can you stand for me (laughs) see we saw that right write that down a raccoonologist (laughs) so let's let's jump they escape obviously they get out of jail yep with everybody all they together. They go to nowhere. Wait, which is can, a celestial can we, can we, Oh my goodness. Can it's we so cool. not skip over when Rocket gets the gun and says, oh yeah. Yeah. And that scene of just. Yeah. Is it really weird good. that I get chills? Dude. <laughs> it's, I mean, they showed it in the trailers and it, it doesn't matter. It locked me in. Oh yeah. Yep. It was just like, yep. Rocket might be the best thing in the movie. As soon as he says it, you're like, oh, he wants it. He wants to shoot. Oh, he's yeah. into it. Yeah. So they so they escape. Yeah, they escape. They go to nowhere. They go to nowhere, which is- Holy moly. Celestial head. I want to see whatever being that head belongs to. I mean, like- It's a celestial. No, I know, but I want to see it in the flesh, like moving. I want to see that celestial. Well, because they show the one breaking the planet yeah. apart, but like, mm-hmm. I want to see one and moving and doing not, stuff. Not to get spoilery, but we do meet another celestial later. Well, yeah, that's true. I But I- I want to see, I guess what I'm getting at here is I really want to see Galactus. Yeah. Okay, yeah ultimately, yeah. that's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it was such a, a great way to softly introduce something that would blow most people's minds. Yeah. Just, Just like, be like, hey, this, this exists. Is, this is a what celestial What if that's the end, the end of Avengers 4? Like they beat Thanos and then in space, Galactus, you just <laughs> Galactus <laughs> turns around in his chair and smiles. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and it's like he's big, but he has a little voice. His name is Galicky Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in we're in the celestial head, uh, nowhere. And again, this Love is a it. another scene where the character development gets even deeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have Groot giving that girl a flower. Oh my goodness, it's dude. so sweet. And Groot was just, almost my super pump for this movie. Really, I love him. I yeah. think he is like. He's almost everything he needs to be at any given point. He's yeah. heartwarming when he needs to be heartwarming. He's scary when he needs to be scary. He's powerful. Mm-hmm. like, and it, and it works. It's not a cop-out because that's what he is. He's yeah. just yeah. a walking, peaceful giant who can murder whatever he wants. He's yeah. really great. Yeah. I guess I'll just say it. Groot is my super pump. Yeah. And I was, I was waiting for the end because I don't want to like necessarily get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was just so focused on trying to find a super pump and I was loving so many things. I didn't know what I was going to choose. Then I backed up and I said, they made me fall in love with the tree that said three words. How five, four, if you're counting, we and are. Yeah. (laughs) Regardless. We are. are. I am Groot. We are. Groot. Uh, No, he said we am Groot. (laughs) We am am Groot. But regardless with no lines, yeah, a talking tree stole the movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously Rocket, what you could say he stole the movie. Like there's so many great characters, but Groot you saw his compassion. Yeah. You saw how funny he was when he sticks his arm through yes. all of the Kree. 
and just waves them back and forth. It was the equivalent of the Hulk smashing Loki. Dude, in the theater, yeah. I, I remember like doing the laugh where at the end you're like, like you're about to throw up. <laughs> well, and he turned so around hard. and smiled. That big smile. Yeah. Oh, like a goodness. dog that was like, did you <laughs> did see? Did right? <laughs> a good job. Yep. And then obviously at the very end when he, when he sacrifices himself uh, and he says, we are Groot and everybody in the theater wept. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing about that. James Gunn has recently been on Twitter saying that baby Groot that like grows in the pot in this movie and like goes on to be in the rest of the Marvel movies is Groot's son. Yeah. It's yeah. not Groot himself, that, which, which is weird. I, I didn't, I didn't think that I liked that until I thought about it. And I actually do love that because it actually makes Groot sacrifice a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it you was get your lasting death that you true. always want. I always yeah. wanted. It. Well, but then on top Can of we that, say it? James Gunn thinks <laughs> of everything, but I think it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter because I think the way that Groot kind of functions is like, it's basically Groot again. It's true. Yeah. But, but I but I like that it in Guardians 2, we they acknowledge like he kind of starts over. Yeah. Like he, he's a baby. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. He's kind of yeah. dumb. And I can't wait till we get to Guardians 2 to talk about that. But we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I do love that aspect because it makes his sacrifice an actual sacrifice yeah. because the friendship he had with Rocket, it'll be similar, but it's still different. It's different. I actually yeah. didn't like that element until right now. You explaining it to me. Oh, man, I had I never heard that. that. And yeah. in this moment, my judgment is hold, I'm into it. <laughs> Let's say it. <laughs> I'm into it. So uh, uh, we get uh, in the celestial head. We have um, Rocket fighting with Drax. We have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, contention between the different characters. We have Peter talking about uh, a hero from the '70s Kevin called Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Love it. Into it. You kind of see their romantic chemistry start to yep. grow. She kind of pushes back, um, and from there we go to the Collector. Mm. Uh, do we go to, yep. Yeah. This Did is not save her before the Collector. No. No, no, no. This is when we find out. This is when we find out that the orb is an infinity stone. This is our first mention of infinity stone. Yeah. So I want to say a couple things right. about the collector. I love the collector. Love Huge it. pump on the collector. Love Benicio. Love, but love Benicio so much. Yeah. Um, saw an interview with him where he was talking about this movie and his role as the collector. And he said, and I, I had never thought about this, never interpreted it this way, but this is how it was written for him. Like the backstory, the collector views himself as a modern day Noah. Yeah, I heard that. And he he is collecting these things because he believes that the universe is going to come to a cataclysmic end and he wants to repopulate the universe when it's over. Wow. Yeah. And so that's why he takes his job so seriously. Now, that doesn't mean he's a good person. No. And it doesn't mean that he's going about these things the right way. But that is why he is interested in having at least one of everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a Kree in there. He's got a dark elf in there. Yeah. He's got a Chitauri in there. Yeah, there's a Chitauri in there. I, I, Howard the Duck. I felt like yeah. Benicio <laughs> Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro brought so much. Um, uh, they, he just made this movie feel more. Felt bigger to me. Yeah. yeah, it felt like he brought a whole new structure to this. Yeah, because well, his his, his shaking. That's the one, dude. When he just it's so beautiful. And then Rocket immediately goes, "That's great." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's so good. So anyway, that room blows up. Infinity stones, they can destroy well, I, worlds. One of my favorite lines in this movie, <laughs> because Drax uh, says, get a message out to Ronan because I want to fight him. And he's waiting with two daggers. Goes, <laughs> Finally, I'll meet my foe. She <laughs> 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 just gets destroyed. I love that he gets destroyed. Me too. Yeah. So the Guardians take a pretty huge loss in yeah. this. Ronan, Ronan kind of wipes the floor with them. Before we move on from nowhere, which I think we should get to the main meat of the end of this movie. But before we move on, I want to say... They fought by ramming things with their ships. Yeah, it was really cool. It could have been the cheesiest space battle, but instead they said these ships are indestructible practically. Just ram stuff. Yeah. And it was just this awesome like wrecking ball in the air scene. Love it. 
love the sacrifice at the end of the mask to Gamora yeah, 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 in yeah. space. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm on the fence about the space effect, which is clearly underwater. Like the ice? No, 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 no. They're like, you know, their hair, like the scenes of them in space were clearly shot underwater. Don't know how I feel about it. I think it looks fine. I think yeah. it does too, but it, it doesn't bother me. I, I feel like I watched the whole thing waiting for bubbles to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it felt they, weird. they have that thing weird like where your eyes underwater, where your cheek skin starts to float yeah. and yeah. your eyes look a little puffed out. And so it felt a little weird, but I still, yeah. I'm still into, I don't yeah. know. It just, it bothered me this much. Not enough to dump on, not enough to super dump on. Yeah. So we get to, uh, the Ravagers pick up Peter Queterpill and Gamora <laughs> in space. Queter. Um, and they together kind of launch an attack on Ronan, who is attacking Xandar. Huge pump, though, on the scene of Rocket and Drax trying to rescue Queter yeah. and Gamora from the Ravagers. Yeah, it's really great. It is. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a perfect summation of every character in one scene. Yeah. Well, I my my that and their plan scene yep. right after yes. that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Let's talk about that, that circle up scene. This is another movie trope of almost a heist movie uh-huh. where they're like, Okay, there's three main doors, security guards on all sides. It's like our that. Death Star moment. But yeah, Death Star briefing. Again, they take a movie trope and they completely flip it and they, they're talking about nothing for the first like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanna That's not a plan. <laughs> yeah. That's part of a plan. And here's the thing, I didn't realize this. I, I remembered as I saw this movie, he says, I have a plan. What what percentage of a plan do you have? Twelve percent. There's something I couldn't figure out what it was, but something in phase two, the number twelve keeps coming back. Really? So uh in well, oh in Avengers, Iron Man tells Pepper, uh, I'll give you twelve percent. Right. He's like and she's like, Twelve percent? And he's like, What? I, I did most yeah, of the heavy yeah, lifting. Yeah. I lifted the heavy things. And then you have um, this where he says I have twelve percent of an idea. Yeah. Um, you have Avengers: Age of Ultron where he where he says to um, Maximoff, uh, you know, I am twelve seconds older than you. Yeah, like there's something that's weird. weird. Yeah, that is weird. Actually, Avengers like, like came out hand. in 2012. I wonder if that's a conscious reference to. I I, yeah. I looked for it. I couldn't find anything. Someone was like, I hate twelve hot dogs. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for giving your input. Sweet. <laughs> but yeah, there's something. It keeps coming back. And I think there's more than that, but I can't think off the top of my head. That's but weird. Twelve yeah. keeps coming back. Let's, if let's you, try and pay attention to that. Yeah. If you catch a twelve in the movies, write us from the website. Yeah, let, let us know. know. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. So that, that but I love that circle up scene. Oh my gosh. Um, that that might actually sum up the entirety of this movie better than anything true. else. Now yeah, that yeah. I'm thinking about At it. At the end, when Rocket's like, and we're all standing. <laughs> We're standing. Are you happy now? Just a bunch of Jack A. Sinisterkles <laughs> standing up. It's so good. And then uh, right from that, another movie trope, slow motion walking scene. Mm-hmm. But again, but so good. they kind of switch it because Peter Crow's like wiping his nose. Gamora's Rocket's yawning. Gra- Rocket's fixing the crotch of his <laughs> jumpsuit, which I love. But it's like, it's simultaneously funny and super dope at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Um, I also want to acknowledge the subtle, uh, maybe it's not that subtle, but I laughed at it. <laughs> if you look closely, you notice Rocket is a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goofy. No, Drax picks up, puts on his pants, picks up a shirt and just throws it behind him. <laughs> and I think it's because he was given a shirt to wear with a suit. and was like, I'm good, actually. Thanks. Uh, from there, they do launch an attack on Ronan. Uh, he sends a message to uh, the Nova Corps, just the guy that arrested them. So I want to point out, we're going to get to Ragnarok. Yeah. That's the ship. What ship? From the end. Oh, it totally is. I'm You're 90% exactly right. sure. I'm pretty I sure really it's the Dark Aster. The, the ship from the end. Wow. The Dark Aster crashed. You're absolutely right. Literally maybe, at the end of this. Maybe there's a different, maybe it's the same 
It's the 2019 model. Yeah. It's a new year-end clearance <laughs> event. It's Dark Aster Month. <laughs> Happy uh, Honda days. <laughs> chips, 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 chips. It sounds like I'm cussing. Let's cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to do the trucks, 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 trucks. Aster, aster, aster. <laughs> There's no good way to say those. The Nova Corps gets the message, yep. which is funny. Uh, you know, One of the best lines of the yeah, movie. Yep. Uh, and then they, uh, the Nova Corps. They rally the troops, baby. They receive that message. Yep. They bring all of their troops, and I love the wall that they call. Oh my gosh, the, the net with all their ships is so cool. You know whose idea that was? James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. Can we say it? He, li- he literally said, well, we're not going to stop them with firepower, but we need it to stop for a little bit. How do we do that? And he said, what if they connect each other like a giant net? And thus it was born. Dude, it, it reminds me of a commercial that I cried in. <laughs> For it's the, the Geico one where they're like spinning the gecko around <laughs> and just like flashing back and it's, forth. It's my brand. It's the Marines and there's a family in the middle and the Marines are like surrounding them and they say, if they're going to get to you, they have to go through us. And the Nova Corps was like, if you're going to get to our city, you're going to have to kill us. You have to go through so us. I want to back up real quick. You cried at that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because after that, David Harbour came out and was like, it's a tie It's ad. a tie <laughs> Notice there's no stains. I love it. I just love the sacrificial. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I agree. You are what's important. We're here for you. And if they're going to get to stand you, between they're going to go threat. through Yeah, us. no, you're right. It's incredible. And the Nova Corps, they, sh- they show up and they know that that's a, a real risk. Yeah. yeah. And, and when the ship's coming in and they're they're like, we're going to hold even if it kills us. Mm, love I it. love it. And love that Rocket is kind of leading the airborne battalion situation. Yeah. And they kind of give that control over to him. I'm yeah. really into that. But let's talk about what's going on on the Dark Aster. <laughs> That's what it's called. I know, it's just a funny name it's for a It's a very ship. funny name for a ship. Um, I don't know why, though. <laughs> you, have, you have Peter... You better leave all this in the episode. <laughs> Peter, Drax, Groot. Uh, they're all fighting uh, Kree warriors or Kree soldiers. Mm-hmm. They're Sicarians. I are feel like Sicarians? that's important to point out. Because yeah, because the Kree are the blue people. Got it, got it, got the majority it. of the Kree... Really, the Kree, except for Ronan, are totally on board with this peace treaty with Xandar. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I don't know. See, I interpret it as maybe not totally on board because I feel like that's why the Kree general was like, he's your problem. We have a peace treaty, but that doesn't mean we're going to help you. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a peace treaty. Like, we're not going to attack you, but if he wants to attack you, that's his thing. No, I know. I guess what I'm saying is like, I'm wondering. They're not allies, but they just stopped. It's like an armistice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as we all know, an armistice armistice? is an eternal war. (laughs) I don't even want to pretend like that exists. <laughs> um, so Gamora fights Nebula. And Love it. You realize uh, that I, I believe it's in this one. I, I might be flashing to Guardians too, but uh, they always fought when they were younger, and every time someone lost, Thanos would basically. Mm, that's Guardians too. Yeah, no, never mind. They're just fighting. <laughs> Nothing happened. They uh, were just fighting. I do. I do want to pump on the. But she does like her, like like coming back together. It's so sick. Yeah. I just don't. I don't care for Nebula. I think that she uncrushes herself like a coke. Karen Gillan is her name. Her American accent is rough in this. Yeah, but I don't really think it's supposed to be good. Like, I feel like she's mostly robot by this point. I know. I just, I yeah. don't care for, I don't like the effect of her. I don't think it looks good. It Dude, looks like, it looks like body paint to me. Like, it doesn't look like I'm like actually cybernetics. super into it. Really? Yeah. I don't care for I it. I will dump on that. I did have uh, that moment where I felt like all of the different colored aliens didn't feel like paint to me. It felt like skin, mm-hmm. but hers felt hers like looked like, like paint. Just put a little, put a little blue right there. Yeah, but Bob wonder, Ross was going crazy. I wonder if there's, <laughs> I wonder if there's a possibility that she was Cree originally and then painted herself. No, 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 no. Because because Ronan's skin, if it had splotches, would look 
painted. In fact, I have a theory that that's why they showed the scene of him being washed at the beginning was to lock it in our brain that that's his skin and not paint because of how blue he is. So I'm wondering if there's a possibility that Nebula was Kree originally. Mm. Cause she's not Thanos is like, they're, he, it, it, they're adopted daughters. Yeah, yeah she, neither are biological. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if she was a Cree to begin with. Yeah. You know what? That could explain why her skin looks the way that it Maybe. does. Maybe. I don't know, but I, my problem is not with her skin. It's with sure. the cybernetic yeah, components. Yeah. And I hear that. No, mine's the skin. No, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they they fight their way up. They shoot uh, They shoot Ronan with, the, what, are they, what do they call it? Hadron, not Collider, because that's... Something. I don't know. Big, enforcer. Hadron big, Enforcer. That's yeah. what it's called. Band name we also. Get, yeah, it's a really cool band name. <laughs> we get uh, the arrow scene with Yondu, Oh which is my incredible. goodness. Stop everything. <laughs> Stop the ship. I love it. It. Yeah. It was almost my super. Yondu yeah, is that really great in this movie. Yondu is really he's good. great. I think he's made greater after. This is the first time I've watched one since watching two. Yeah, and I think I liked him more this time because of two. Yeah, yeah, two really went a whole other level with. Oh Yondu. my goodness! Well, and like, what was that actor's name? Michael Michael Rooker. Oh my goodness, Blue, man! Blue Merle. He yeah. <laughs> he's so good. He's so good. I love him. Um, and. Uh, we get that scene as well as Groot sacrificing himself. We talked about both of them, yep, yep, but they're both yep. incredible scenes, yep. pivotal, pivotal to the movie and to uh, character development. Uh, we are Groot. Right, sure. Yep. Tears, tears. Crash land. Crash land. Final fight, quote, stand up. And they said you can't let Ronan's hammer touch the ground or the whole world's going to everything. So here's here, we've arrived at, and this is so weird because... I love this scene so much, but my super dump's actually here. Interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to super dump on how convenient the ending of this is. Yep. Because Ronan has never been shown to be an idiot at any other point in this movie. I mean, he's not like a brilliant strategist or anything, but he's not an idiot. Yeah. And all of a sudden at the exact right moment, Peter is able to distract him with like a 40 second dance. Yeah. That's a long time. And he never is like, Forget this. Here we go. Boom. Yeah, because this is what Ronan's devoted like his entire life to. Yeah. He's a political yeah. extremist who opposed this peace treaty and wants to destroy Xandar. And and don't get me wrong, I I laughed. I love it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious it's that a they fun beat moment. they beat Ronan by dancing. Yeah, and it's so good. However, it is my super dump how convenient it is that he's just yeah. like what for almost a full minute before they finally get him. Now I will say. I'm going to go ahead and pump on the phrase turd blossom. It made yeah, me very that's, happy. That's very funny. That's the kind of humor that we espouse here at two chunks and a hunk. And I want to, if I may be so bold, I want to say one thing that I wish every time I watch this, I wish this is what had happened instead. Hmm. I love the guardians all grabbing hands. Yeah. I love it. Love and that. I understand that it's possible only because of something we find out in guardians too. Well, yeah. kind of at the end of this, that Peter's, uh, sorry, Queter pills father was, powerful that's what we know and so he's got some of that power in him ancient dna yeah what i wish all of the zandarians start to come back out again at the end and they're looking i wish that every single zandarian had all linked and one of the reasons that they were able to stop it is because instead of having 12 monks in a circle they had thousands of people all linked and that through that like uniting force they were able to stop it yeah yeah i think that's cool i love that it was their team yeah. And so and I, I, I would keep it. And I'm, I'm not, I don't want to dump on that scene. I just, yeah. I feel like there would have been some, there's something to be said for these people from this planet that have no reason to know who they are or care about them come in and say, we're going to save our planet together. I don't yeah. know. No, for sure. Well, and if we can put this podcast in reverse real quick and back, uh, back yeah, yeah. up yeah, yeah. Uh, again to compare it with uh, suicide squad, because I think they tried to do this yeah. was make this movie of people who are completely clashing, have their own, 
selfish motives that then end working as a team, becoming friends and family. But in Suicide Squad, it or sorry, in Guardians of the Galaxy, it happens so slowly over a long period of time. And by the end, when what you said, when he bazookas Nebula mm-hmm. and says, no one talks to my friends like that. Yeah. You buy it. Yeah. See, and, I, and you do buy it, but I would argue that it's not that much longer of a time frame than Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, they're together for 24 hours. I would say in this movie, they're together. I mean- how long does it take them to get from the? Yeah, but they do stuff in this. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah, but that's the sort of time is. frame. But it's way more earned through their actions. That's what it well, is. And you go to multiple planets. Like yeah, I think yeah, there yeah. is a good amount of time. Probably takes them a little bit. Yeah. But you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. They Suicide Squad is all of these strangers meeting on Xandar to fight Ronan at the very end, and that's yes. the first time they meet. You're really, right. really, because yeah. the movie starts when right. they go to Midway City. Yeah. And and something about the way that they show this these friendships building and them protecting each other, even though they're angry at each other, and yeah. then kind of like messing up to, I don't know. I, you're absolutely right. Yeah. By the end, I'm not questioning that they're friends. Yeah. I'm not. Um, from there, uh, battles over. Um, I love when he says, you said it yourself with the guardians of the galaxy. Mm, like, he's yep. like, I give you your guardians of the galaxy. Hate that. Yeah. Hate that. Really? Uh, yeah. That well, is, that is this movie's equivalent of what are we some kind of suicide <laughs> squad? Because, Nobody would ever say it. He would maybe say, I give you, I give you the guardians of your galaxy or something, but like, you, but, I give but you your guardians of the galaxy TM property of but Marvel. He's, but like, he's, but it, it's never been said before. It's not like they call themselves guardians of the galaxy. No, he I, was like, oh, let me show you the guardians of your galaxy. And then but when he they, says of the he galaxy. Says, he says, the galaxy. I give you your guardians of the galaxy. Like, I don't it know. Should, the line I can hear been, the capital letters. You know what I mean? The like, line should have been, the, I give you the guardians of, of your, your galaxy. galaxy. Yeah, that's, that's true. That would have felt, but something about the way he says it every time I'm like, oh, yikes. But I love <laughs> well, when Chris Pratt, <laughs> I love when Chris Pratt returns it. And yeah, says yeah, it yourself. Yourself. yeah. Guardians of the galaxy. And that's, and that's <laughs> a choice. I'm into that. Yeah. I love the effect of the infinity stone too. Yeah. It looks very different than oh, the others we've does, seen, dude. which is good. And it actually mm, looks like a stone. Yeah. And it's powerful. Yeah. Yes. Did you guys catch that? It that it does could do something. stuff? Yeah. yeah. That when someone grabs it, they're not Instead like, just be like <laughs> yeah. I'm possessed by bread. If, if this was Thor, Thor the dark world, Ronan would have grabbed it. And then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and we would never know what but it But his does. eyes would turn purple for like a minute. It's yep. true. Um, from there, we find out Peter's dad. Queter. Uh, Queter's dad. From two scenes. One, uh, Glenn Close says he's something ancient. He's in your DNA. That's why you're able to hold the Infinity Stone, which I'm, I'm glad they brought clarity yeah. on that. And two, um, James Yondu comes up and he's like, I'm so glad we didn't deliver him to his dad. That guy was a piece of work. And you realize, okay, so that's what he was sent to do. Yep. Yeah. Which and you realize that they back. switched out the stone for a troll doll, yep. and Yondu just giggles. <laughs> yeah, and they they're given a new Milano, a Milano V two point Which yep. when do we find out it's named after Melissa Milano? Uh, the second one is that the second one? Yeah, really. I I guess I I thought when he says it's that one, it's the Milano. I felt like we could assume no it's Maybe. i think it's too. hilarious that yeah. it's named yeah, after melissa sure. Milano. his like um, his home his like homeboy crush uh-huh. and i think that's get, the funniest thing uh so movie ends they fly off into space into the big blue yonder um <laughs> and then they we have is space blue <laughs> in this movie space is lots of colors <laughs> that's true can i dump uh, real quick sure uh you when gamora said when he says what should we do a little bit of bad a little bit of, or a little bit of good a little bit of bad a bit of both which i love and then gamora says we'll follow your lead yeah that's not earned um I'm pretty sure he's uh, been openly clumsy and yeah. kind of stupid this entire movie. I don't feel like that's one thing that I don't buy in this. I don't buy that Gamora would ever respect him. I feel like she would just be like, no. he's a lucky idiot. 
I think she would respect him. I don't know that I could see her like submitting to that's, any authority. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. You know, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I respect him as a person, yeah. obviously, yeah. but not, not be, like, as a leader. Not, yeah, not I, I'm saying with we're going to follow. Well, in in the comics and the animated shows I've watched with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Rocket is second in command, and if you try and diss Star Lord, Rocket's going to be like, "Do you know who this is? This is Star Lord." Because Star Lord's like a master strategist. Like, yeah, yeah. His, he's almost like an Iron Man. Yeah. Like it's not just his suit, you know, heightens his abilities, yeah. but he's a mastermind. And I'm fine that they made it more that's like That's what I'm this. talking about. In the movie, they'd completely change these characters just yeah. to service this story, which is fine. It's, it's great. Yeah. But and I, maybe I if I was like a diehard Guardians of the Galaxy fan, I'd have a problem with it, but I didn't. No, I don't yeah. have a problem with it. But again, at the end, they tried to give us the comic book Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like, they follow Peter Quill. Yeah. And you're like, well, I think they more just act as a team. Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. just kind of do stuff. Yeah. Which I will say, to their credit, in Guardians 2, it's back to square one it's again. True. Yeah, in yeah. a good way. So I just didn't like that line. They're like, we'll follow your lead. And I was I like, no, that. you wouldn't. Love that they find the Awesome Mix Volume 2. Yep. Love that yep. he puts it in. Love the reveal that that's where his name comes Me from. Me too, it's dude. his mom. That's what his mom used to call oh, him. Oh, I love it. What? His she calls him to... My Little Star-Lord at the end. You find oh, out yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. going by Star-Lord the For whole sure. time. Yeah. Oh, it's really sweet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So then we got post credit scene. One is the most famous Marvel post credit scene probably since Nick Fury came and told Tony about the Avengers initiative. And it's Baby Groot dancing to the Jackson 5. Seriously. Which is very fun. Hilarious. And like, no reason for that to be in this movie other than it's just fun. I don't well, remember and, fully. And showing that Groot is going to come it, back. Groot's growing, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I we ever saw it, I'm 95% sure that my wife did one of those things where you she like cried because something was just too cute for her to like be like, cool with like, not crying. <laughs> yeah. He was dancing and she was just like, <laughs> but I laughed. I love it. It's great. I bought her the little dancing Groot toy. Oh, and I think this, that's like like more than her. Husband, okay? That set the cool. precedent for like, and I'm thinking uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, those little penguin things. Porgs. The Porgs. I think that was like launched from Baby Groot because Baby Groot. I mean, toy Ewoks, sales. Though, let's be careful yeah, about Ewoks that. No, no, but, e- but Ewoks. I mean, those weren't shaped for toys. Yeah, I, they were. I, I'm pretty sure they were. Really? I'm pretty sure they were put were. in for kids. Let's not talk about Ewoks or Porgs like because those are two things that will frustrate me. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> Our there. Our final <laughs> post credit scene maybe. is. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Again, no reason to be here other than it's kind of don't fun. love it. Honestly, I also don't I love it. I didn't get it in the theater. Someone had to tell me who that was. I thought it was pretty dumb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I just need to like know more about Howard the Duck, but also I don't and don't want to. So yeah, I don't. I don't really care for Howard the Duck as a character or a concept. And it was just here because and he was distractingly CGI yeah. for a Marvel movie. So let's yeah. uh, let's finish up and let's. Uh, close and rate this bad boy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we get to rating, uh, we have Adam Rader who wrote in through the website. Adam. To share his pumps and dumps with us. What you got for us, buddy? Super pump. The overall visual effects of this movie. Yeah, it looks pretty great. I'll agree with that. And the super dump is Ronan as a character. Wow, somebody, that's a really, really smart opinion. Read what he actually That's a crazy good super dump. No, it really does say Ronan as a character. It really does. So I hear you. I just feel differently. (laughs) I guess like agree to disagree. I don't (laughs) know. The beauty of the country we live. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> hit them to the scale. So here at Two Chunks in a Hunk, we have the scientific cinema scale. I will walk you through it. It's scientifically accurate and perfect, so don't question it. Yep. And then we will hit it. So the best thing we can ever say about a movie here is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that, that poster. poster. Yep. The next best thing we can ever say is buy, buy it. it. Use your money, your hard-earned dollar roonies. Get after it. Your units. Your units. Billions. <laughs> next, the next best thing we can ever say about a movie: rent it. Spend a couple dollar roonies, a couple unitoonies, and uh, pick up a copy for a brief amount of time. Yeah. Rooney. Uh, the next best thing we can ever say about a movie is stream it. If you're already spending dollar dues or buckaroonies or unitoonies on. <laughs> 
a streaming this is, service. This is the worst one we've done. I don't know. I'm bad at things, so that's a bold <laughs> statement. If you're already spending money on a streaming service that has it, go ahead and watch it. Otherwise, get out of here. The next best and second worst thing we can ever say about a movie, forget it. You're better off if you just pretend this movie did not exist. Kick it right out of your brain a toonie. Put it in the celestial head, put it nowhere. Am I right? Let's do it. And the very worst thing we can ever say about a movie, God God hath forsaken forsaken us. So, I'll go first. I'm confident. DJ Jordy won. For Jordan Wonders, your chunk... This movie is an easy, no contest, own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. Mm, That's all I need to say. I love it. I think it's fantastic. We didn't even have to think about this one. All right. If you've been listening for a while, and by a while, I just mean literally one week, seven days, uh, you'll remember that last week I said, I was just too willy-nilly with these own it, don't lend it, buy those posters. Captain America, Avenger was a little I got to stop giving those out. Uh, I'm not going to stop today. Own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. (laughs) This movie is so good. It's so much better than it has any reason to be. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Forget the whole system that we put in place. (laughs) Own this movie. Don't lend this movie. Be stingy with it. Buy a poster because the poster's incredible and the fact that they could pull this movie off is ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, it was harder than Avengers. Like easily. Avengers Avengers was a tall order. But this was stupid that they pulled this off and it was even good, let alone great. Yeah. Buy the poster. <laughs> For the love of all things good, <laughs> buy this poster. So you know what we got to do now. Buy these posters. We actually, actually got to do the segment that I forgot to do in the show. The Two Chunks and Hunk presents Hands Off. Groot gets both his arms cut off at the beginning of yeah. this. And, and Gamora cuts her hand off to let go. Nebula. Nebula. Sorry. Yep. 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 This has been Two Chunks and Hunk presents Hands Off. <laughs> Hands Off. <laughs> All right. Before we go, we got to handle some shout outs. I'm going to toss it over to my good friend Doge. Yeah. We got three people we want to shout out today. Uh, Jordan Goach wrote us on the website and he sent us Avengers Age of Ultron pumps and dumps. So. A little early there, friend, but oh, we'll take yeah. it anyway. You're not going to get any bonus points on this. Uh, <laughs> shout out Adam Raider, who also contacted us. Thanks, uh, Adam. Thanks. We appreciate it. Also want to give a special shout out to Brennan Taylor. Uh, Brennan's in the Air Force and he wrote us a little backstory on Falcon. Oh yeah. Hit this point real quick. Yeah. He corrected us. So we said last week that anybody could be Falcon. Um, and well, let's be clear. I said it, David said it and David's an idiot. We know wrong this. about this. Uh, idiot, so Brennan fine. informed us that when Falcon says he's a PJ in the air force, that means he's a para rescue jumper. And that's a specialization of air force special operations command. So he's like, the real deal trained in uh brennan says free fall and static line parachutists combat divers air traffic controllers nationally qualified paramedics on top of all the spec ops weapons and tactics training super smash brothers too yeah he's pro- probably also really good at super smash Very brothers with um with the smash and so for him to be like a highly specialized pj means that he's like the real deal. Brennan so no, says, not just anybody. Not anybody. The pipeline that. to become a regular PJ is like something like 500 days. Mm. So, so you think you can do my job? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think like like you can see it. Hey, Brennan, we, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for that. So those are our shouties. That's our, that's show. our show. Next it's week really- we're doing... <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about the Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm, yeah. Very excited about that. Bring I actually, on. I have not seen this movie since theaters. Are you wow. serious? Oh, this is great. I've seen it. I saw it oh, twice in theaters. I haven't seen it we since. We watch it together. 
with no, like we with like no. can we? I don't want to hang out outside yeah, of this. This is just yeah. this is just it right. Takes away from the magic for I don't sure. want to do it. They're just hey, right you, amount. Do you want to watch? Oh, it? Like text, yeah. I want to text after this. His yeah. mic's up. Don't worry about. It. He can't yeah. hear. Us. <laughs> he can't hear his mic's up. For two chunks and a hunk, we are Groot. We are Groot, and we are Groot two. Groot, Groot, Groot. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.